everybody and welcome. Welcome to another conversation that we're having with real coaches. And um, today, very excited to announce that we're here with David Brown, who is a member of our current UK School of Coaching and Self Mastery and has re-enrolled in the 2020 school. David was actually, you were the first one to put your hand up and say, how do we continue? How do we do more of this? Um, so it's a total joy to be here with you today. And Sam and I, I mean, we're gonna be, we could, we could have hours and hours and hours with you to be able to even go some way to extract what we've seen in terms of your transformation and what you've accomplished, David, in this first year that we've been together. Um, but we haven't got hours and hours and hours. <laughs> so we'll do our best to bring out the highlights um, and not just the highlights, like some of the challenges, some of the things that you've had to really be with and overcome. Mm. Um, so I actually would love to throw this into the introduction. We met through a coaching group, a forum online, and you had posted something in there and I'd responded and just gently invited you in to say like, do you wanna have a call about that? And this is a really beautiful example of what can be created through slowed down service and connection. And so I just really wanna acknowledge you for showing up in a way that allowed you to receive that and for allowing yourself now to really be inhabiting that as a way of you building your practice. Um, what just really stood out to me when we first connected was how much passion you have for this industry, how much there's just such a gentle, genuine, vulnerable, loving person, like soul in there. And just being in your presence, it was so obvious that you were looking for a way that was going to allow all of that to be expressed. Um, and I think it's fair to say like the coaching school that you had gone through to get your certification served its purpose really powerfully in terms of the gift of developing the coaching skill. And then for you, there was this tricky bit of like, but how do I actually turn this into a business? And you're a coach now making money in your practice. I am. So a huge welcome to you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. What a wonderful introduction. Is there anything that you want to add, David? Because I could go on for hours again just on this, but is there anything that you want people to know about you, first of all? Uh, so around that specifically, what I would say is um, I posted uh, in that group that you talked about because I was really just at a point where I was fed up of not making consistent money and having consistent impact as a coach and I'd like it was uh yeah towards the beginning of this year 2021 when I did that and uh and I was really like look come on I really like I really want this to happen I really want this to work I feel like I've got something really powerful to give and offer and I've known that for a long long time and so often I have reached out someone has felt like a really good fit and and I've just gone with my gut and just somehow it's not worked somehow something down the line hasn't clicked I don't know if it's their method or the actually we didn't really gel as well as I thought but 
with you two right from the get-go it was like yes like this really feels like this is a really strong fit and um and I'm someone that just goes with my gut and this time it really really feels like it's worked in a in a sustainable way because of what you've offered as awareness deepening tools uh that uh, have, have allowed me to feel like I really show up as myself when I coach when I connect to people when I have those really important conversations um that may or may not lead to someone signing up as a client but always lead to service mm -hmm. I love what you just shared there David awareness deepening tools mm. what was in the toolkit so many things uh so the slowing down that was i think that's something that you shared with me on the first conversation that we had and that was something that i really took to heart from the beginning and i and it really raised my awareness of how i was going through my days with a long to-do list that really wasn't serving i felt busy i felt like i was doing stuff but i wasn't really serving and doing something meaningful and when i slowed down i started to really notice that rather than being caught up in just being busy and then it allowed me to start to question well so what do i really want to be doing and how do i really want to be doing it and then i think for me, the one of the big turning points were the am I statements, I am statements that you that you offered to us. And also the looking back a year from now and the year that I've had and creating that, um, you know, the kind of person that I've I was being through that year and what I've created in that year and those three things i think put together just made for a really powerful awareness raising for me so that allowed me to stay focused on what i want to create at the moment and i also know that that will change as the years go by love that david <clears throat> one of the things you shared was when when you were back in the beginning of this year there was a point of time where you're like, I really want this. I want this so much. And I know there's something in me, right? And that will resonate with a lot of people, I think. There's something in this. Like, I know this is what I want. But I haven't quite found the answer to create it yet. I haven't quite got there yet. But but here we are a few months on, right? Nearly in 2022. Mm -hmm. And now you've you've found that, and you're still discovering, obviously, that that way of being and the the, the, the method as such to create the life that you want and the clients that you want what has been what have been the biggest shifts for you or the shifts for you that have allowed for that to happen because there's going to be people listening to this that are thinking God, I, I want that like i want that i'm in that place and i want to be in that place that sounds so good so yeah. what have been the things that you've seen that you can share with people listening that are going to have them see things differently okay so the first thing that really comes up for me when you ask that is so before I did coaching, I taught martial arts uh, full time and I still teach martial arts, but 
but coaching is my main source of income now. And I remember when I first started teaching martial arts, I, and this is really common for people, is I just followed the method that I was taught. And it made me a really, really successful martial arts instructor. Um, I think when I left my job, I had 20 clients, 20 clients, I think. And that was over a Christmas period. And, and I'd, this had never happened to me before. I think I lost about 30 or 40% of my clients over winter, over the, over the Christmas period. So I started the new year with like 10 or 12 clients. I was like, oh, I've got to pay the mortgage. And, um, and, I, and I just literally adopted everything that this, per, that this teacher taught me about how to teach. And in six months, I had... 45 clients privately teaching and it was really really full-on and I knew it worked but the thing is is I didn't feel fulfilled and it took me a few years to work it out why and the reason was because I wasn't being myself so I was going to a formula and I think I think what I'm learning is yes there are there are there are do's and don'ts but when it comes to a formula, I don't really think that there's a particular particular formula about how to show up other than to really show up as yourself. You know, vulnerable, open, loving, caring, and your version of that. So I think what your school, our school, I don't know how you'd like to think of it, but what it's given me is, has been, okay, I can really authentically show up and express myself as myself, or at least as much as I can at the moment. And that will just get deeper and deeper and deeper as the, as I practice it more. Um, and I sort of un peel away the layers that, um, that stop me from showing up. So, so one of those things was, uh, I think around fear. So having a lot of fear about getting it wrong, uh, getting messy um, and just relaxing into listening to my intuition and being prepared to get things wrong, get messy. Uh, and I think what freed me from that was knowing that I can create every moment, which is also like stuff I've heard before. But again, something about the way that you taught that really landed for me in a way where I could go, yeah, actually I can. Like, even if this, like every moment doesn't have to be this life and death thing where it has to be perfect and it has to be, you know, all glowing and gleaming and wonderful and perfect. It, it, it's very rarely like that, but that you can create and keep creating and keep creating to reach to navigate towards this sort of perfection that is this wonderful co-created relationship that happens between you and the person in front of you i love that so much david that you can recreate in any moment mm. what yeah. you, i just want to really slow this down because i know a lot of coaches will be resonating with what you're describing there in terms of gosh the fear of getting it wrong or getting messy and it's okay saying just do it right like just get messy just do it just experiment but that fear can look really real sometimes and we can have a lot of thinking about what that means for our future as a coach our reputation like it can feel really very real mm. so 
that idea or that thought of, but I get to recover. Yeah. I get to clean up. I get to do that. Not I have to do that. It's like I get to recreate in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like how, how freeing is that? Like how much of a difference has that made for you in terms of you're playing the service game in the school? Like how much of a difference has that actually made to being able to invite people into conversation, to be able to have proposal conversations, to be able to, 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 to charge what you want to charge? Like how much has that actually had an impact for you? It's had an amazing impact because I don't feel governed by my fear or I don't feel as governed by my fear. So, uh, so the way that, the way that I describe it is that like fear, fear is something that I feel in my body. And there's a particular thing that my body does when I feel fearful. So there's a sort of a, a contraction and a, you know, like my spine kind of curves in and my chest comes in and I feel tension in the front and the center of my body. And that awareness allows me to realize exactly where I'm at and like I'm being overtaken by this thing and that I've worked on these ways of, of being able to work with my body and relax those muscles that are tight and to work with my posture and with my breathing and where I'm sat on my seat and little tools that I've learned through the embodiment work that I've done that enable me to be able to right-size that fear. Um, and so that in the moment, I can say, okay, this is how, this is what I'm experiencing, but I'm going to choose to experience something different where I feel um, bolder and I feel stronger and I feel more confident in myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, so that's the bit that kind of works in the moment. And then afterwards to, to, to go back and reflect on it and ask myself the question, so what is it? what is it that I'm fearful of what is it that I that has got me into that contracted state and that fearful reactive state and then um and then start to do the inner work um on that so that I can work myself to be free of it so that again when I'm with a client I'm not in a place where I'm reacting I'm in a place where I'm much more centered much more grounded I can see more clearly what it is that's happening and so then I can be of greater service to again the, the you know the person in front of me um and I think something that you've said about you know what would five percent extra look like what would ten percent extra look like of something so starting you know the things that I find fearful so one of the things that I that I used to be really really fearful of was public speaking um and I sort of did it I kind of got over that fear in a in a really sort of traditional martial arts way where I literally just went I just went 100 percent at it and it was really stressful and it was really challenging but actually doing it more this way where what would an extra 5% look like or an extra 10% look like, it makes it much easier to calibrate. It's much less stressful. And so it makes the, for me anyway, it makes this growing experience much more enjoyable. 
like I can feel that I'm growing towards something uh, in a positive way rather than fighting my way through life. Um, and that was very much the mindset that martial arts gave me. I have to fight through life. Whereas this is like, well, I just create myself through life. And that, that feels much gentler, much kinder to myself and the people around me. Create myself through life. Mm. That is probably going to be the coolest thing I hear today. <laughs> I imagine. If not, I can't wait to see what else I'm going to hear. Right. Well. <laughs> there's, there's so much in my, and actually, David, as you were speaking, I found it really moving because I know you and I can, you're really connected with what you're sharing. And, and I just love your journey throughout this. It's been so beautiful to watch. One of the things that's so incredible, one of the things that's so incredible about you is you are always willing. You're always willing to stop, to look, to share, to show up, to be vulnerable, to get messy and, and, and to slow down, right? The amount of times me and me, me you and Lisa have talked and we're like, right, let's slow this down. Yeah. Like it's become a thing that we do. And I really love to hear from you how you see that willingness and how important has that been for you in your journey? And do you see it that way? Do you see that it's willingness or do you just do it? You're just, you have this commitment that I really want to kind of draw out of you and be like, it's not the way, but it's bloody important, <laughs> right? Like commitment and willingness. So can you share a little bit more about and speak to that a little bit for the people listening? One of the realizations that I've come to quite recently is um, this, this thing of I'm still on the path, mm -hmm. like I haven't given up. And, um, and, I, and I would never give myself credit for, for staying on the path. Just stick at it in whatever way that that looks like. And I th so the way I used to look at it was very much this thing of, you know, I'm desperately trying to get to this place. And because I haven't got to this place yet, I would give myself a hard time for not being there. And I don't know what the, I can't tell you what the turning point was. I just remember or, or what got me to that turning point. But I do remember um, lying in bed one morning, waiting for the alarm to go off and actually going, I'm still, like, I'm still doing it. Like, I'm still... I'm still persevering. It doesn't look the way I want it to look, but I'm still persevering. I'm so I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Uh, and I'm and that was just such a turning point because it's like for most of the journey that all of us are on, the journey probably never looks like how we want it to look, how we imagine it's going to look. So so. If I can be happy where I'm at and I can be happy knowing I'm moving towards where I want to get to, then that is 
just makes the whole process so much more enjoyable. So it just takes so much of the pressure off. Um, and yeah, I would, I, for, for myself, I would say that that was probably one of the biggest things for me, just, you know, so it allowed me to really enjoy what it is that I'm doing. And then suddenly, the, so the coaching then becomes much more fun, you know, and the connecting becomes much more fun. And, you know, the inviting and the proposing and all of those things, because um, there, there just isn't any, there isn't as much pressure. And there isn't the, the whipping bit that I certainly do a lot of. I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, but there's the whipping of, oh, I haven't got there yet. I haven't got that many clients or I'm not making that much money or I'm, and it, and it, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like that. In fact, I would really want it not to be like that for everybody in whatever they're doing in their life. Just it's, 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 it's great where it is. And you, and I know that you want to move it on. I know you want to evolve. I know you want to grow. would you say if, if everyone in the world was listening to this what would you say to them to have them see it like i really want them to see it this way it's like yeah, i totally yeah. uh that we are that we are all on a as individuals and collectively we are all on this wonderful journey and i know that there are times when this journey feels the journey of life, not the journey of coaching necessarily, but the gen journey of life feels so challenging and we feel so small and contracted and unable to do whatever it is that we want to achieve. But it is my firm belief that we're all doing the best that we can and we are all doing what we can to have us live this life of in well-being so even if you're you know e even if you're finding it hard to express yourself even you're even if you're finding it hard to kind of come out of your shell that's still coming from this wonderful place of well-being and maybe if you're at that place then you need to find environments communities friends groups of people that will encourage you will give you that safe space to be able to come out of your shell a little bit and then with that comes the next stage of being able to hold that space even even amongst people that are perhaps not fully on your side and so you get stronger and stronger and stronger within yourself and you can hold that even in conflict you can hold that sense of centeredness and uh, and an appreciation of that this is the person that I am this is the real version of myself that I want to show to the world so what I would want for everybody is that they can that they acknowledge that and that they can use that as a starting point or a, a stepping stone to the next bit and the next bit and the next bit I didn't think I'd be talking about this today <laughs> Well, I really feel like, David, my introduction was you just modeled that, right? Like I started out by saying, gosh, there was just this guy in front of me who cared so deeply and was so passionate about this profession. Mm -hmm. And I really get that energy again from you now, just sharing like your vision for what you see as possible for others. Mm 
It's really beautiful to witness. And it's lovely to be able to express it. Mm. And then lovely to be able to see a, a person have that light go on in them. Can you share a little bit more? So I feel like this is really relevant. You do a lot of work with people on architects. Mm -hmm. And I know that, is it the sovereign that has really been huge for you as well? So given what you're just sharing around, like allowing yourself permission to be you and express yourself in your business, mm. can you share a little bit about the work that you do and how that has actually helped you to be fully you and find that strength and that courage and that willingness? Yes. So... So as a young man, I was always very shy. I was I was the sort of the classic kid that hung around my mum's skirt skirts, you know, too shy to speak to anybody. Um, and I was very, very self-conscious. I was very overweight. Um, and and I never really fitted in at school or in any sort of social groups. So I spent a lot of my younger adulthood quite, um, yeah, quite quiet, quite shy, always very afraid of offending people, of getting it wrong. Um, and so it meant that I pretty much played small in most of my life. But I've been very, very lucky in that I've had a lot I've had a number of really significant people who, again, back to this kind of creating the environment, creating the communities to allow me to be this sort of bigger version of myself that, that I was. Um, so the first was like a tennis coach. Then again, later it was martial arts and it's been coaching and, um, and you guys as well. And so the archetypes for me have been just sort of something that I've stumbled upon as a great model of for being able to bridge this, these two worlds that I inhabit. Um, one is martial arts and one is coaching. And the archetypes allow me to bring them together in a way that, that, that feels that I can work with it. So, so predominantly the archetype that I work with is the sovereign, the sovereign archetype. And again, just the word, I know it sounds quite grand, but really it just comes down to one, someone having self-sovereignty, just like a country has its own sovereignty, you know, to be able to feel that you have the right to express yourself and that you have the right to ask for whatever it is that you need and to be the true and honest and open version of yourself. And whilst that might seem like an ideal, the work that I do is very much working with the body and, and, and working with the body to open the body. So to open the chest, to open the heart, to open the shoulders, to open, to, every, to open everything up in a way that means that you, over time you can build your capacity to really express yourself and show up uh, yourself as fully as a full version of yourself and 
some of the work that I do is not just to use the sovereign archetype, but to use things like the lover archetype, which is more much more relational, um, the warrior archetype, which is much more around you know courage and being fierce and being focused and committed and determined to reach your goals, which obviously I developed that quite well in martial arts. And then also the magician archetype, which is about vision and about creativity and imagination. Um, and using those archetypes to support the sovereign so that you get to this place of wholeness. So if you think of yourself almost like a sphere, so you have this big sphere, three-dimensional shape that is your full expression of yourself in all six directions, forwards and back, right, left, up and down. And it's like you're this big sphere that's walking through life, being this full and open expression of yourself. Um, and so when I step into that space, which I kind of feel like I'm in that like right now, it, it just feels magnificent. And the clarity of, of thought and the clarity of focus is it's just a wonderful thing to experience. So when I'm coaching like that, that kind of feels like I'm in the zone, you know, I'm just in that beautiful sweet spot. And then what I notice is, is it brings it out in the person in front of me as well. Because, you know, when you're in that, when you're in that presence, um, you can't help but be affected by that in a positive way. Does that answer the question? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, was. answers the question. As you, were, as you were sharing, I was like, I feel like I'm becoming the sphere. I feel like I'm breathing deeper. Yeah, you totally, you totally had me even with just like dis describing it, not even doing the work with me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'd have answered the question even if you were on mute, David, for me. <laughs> Seeing like how connected you are with it, right? There's yeah. just so much energy and passion and connectedness behind what you're sharing. It's so obvious as you were. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And just to also say that um, for anyone who's listening that might know, might know any of the sovereign work uh, and the archetypes work that people get a little bit fixated on it's just masculine stuff but it isn't this I've worked with a lot of women on this as well um you know heterosexuals homosexual you know it, the whole gender thing isn't really an issue with this it because it's something that is embodied in your consciousness and it's something that's embodied in your physical being so um yeah it, it's uh yeah it goes beyond beyond any of these sort of labels that we might uh, get stuck on. I want to ask you, David, um, I just feel so privileged to have been a part of your journey and there's just so much that we could draw out, but I think I, I just want to ask you a little bit about um, making proposals in your business because I know that you did do associate coaching and you've been growing a private practice and um making bolder proposals in your private practice making creating bolder programs for people to step into a bolder life for themselves like all of that has been occurring and I remember there was a time when there was a question mark over like how do I how do I see my value? How do I see that this is worth that for someone? Like, how do, like, what does service really look like? So yeah. can you share a little bit with us about just that transition from the question marks around 
um, like how I, how I saw service then to how I see it now mm-hmm. and how that has impacted you in terms of how you create yourself to yourself that then allows you to go in and deeply serve the person that you're with. Mm. So the proposal, so yeah, I get it's the service bit first, isn't it? So um, to begin with, I would say that when I first started, there was this real sense of um, I'm charging because of the time that I spend in front of you face to face. So it says something quite, in my mind anyway, something quite transactional for this many hours, then you pay that much coaching for that much uh, for the coaching. And again, it was another conversation that we had together, which was this thing of, but what about all the stuff that you do outside of that? So there's the personal inner work that I do like ongoingly. There's the courses that I've attended in the past. There's the hours and hours of training and practice that I've done um, historically. Um, and then there's also the, 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 the being with the client um, between sessions and the, like a client asked me a few weeks ago in, the mid, in, in a session, they said to me, because our, our six months coaching was drawing to a close and they, they asked me, you know, is there anything else that you can see that, um, that I could work on? And I gave him a few ideas that I had been thinking about, but after the session, I sat with it for sort of a few days and then I wrote in this long list of questions and he wrote back to me afterwards. He's like, wow, like you've really, like you've really thought about me, you know, like you've really seen me and um, giving me some areas to think about and explore. So I'm really excited. Like we've now finished the coaching, but in a couple of weeks time, we're having an, like a, a catch up conversation. And I'm really excited about where he's going with that, you know, those, those ideas. And I think that's the, that's the thing. It's like, um, for me, what's changed is it's not transactional. Now it's, it's a relationship. Um, and I know that this, this, my understanding of this will deepen as I, as I do more of this, but it is about, you know, when I'm proposing now, I think about it like it's a relationship and I, and I, I, I want to have this amazing relationship with this person over the next three months or six months or however long it's going to be. And so we are, we are, I want to be able to create with you an amazing relationship. And so that gives me a confidence to um, yeah, show up in a, in a really alive way for them um, and also for myself. And that all gets caught up in the proposal too. So it's, a, again, it's about creating this environment, this environment that's really gonna allow this person for both of us to be nurtured in a way that feels, um, yeah, in, in enlivening 
How do you deal, David, with any, because that sounds like, gosh, that's such an investment in somebody mm. before you're even working together. Yeah. So how do you deal with maybe the heartbreak of a no? Or is there a resentment if it's a no? Like, tell us a little bit, because all kinds of emotions come up, right? When the, at the proposal stage, at the we hear this and we make it mean this. So tell us a little bit about how you um, navigate all of that. Unless you've never had a no. Oh, yeah, no, no, I've had my fair share. <laughs> um, well, I think having two people like you in my corner to be able to go you know like can you help can you help me see this clearly is really valuable and not just you but also the other people in the school the people that I shared the service game with um it, it, you know because it, it it can get difficult to see clearly when someone says a no or a no for now or um and again, it, it, it's that sort of the um, like the unworked through stuff of of I make it mean this and I make it mean that and it's all about me and 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 maybe there is a little bit of that. But again, if there's someone or people that you can talk to about it to process it and to understand it, then that's really for me that's just been invaluable because um, if it's just me on my own, then I'm gonna make it mean all kinds of things. And most of that just isn't helpful or I've never found it to be helpful. Uh, so, so, that, so that feels really important. Um, uh, again, a big shout out to you two for you know, always being so consistent and um, loving in that regard, because um, I think that's really important. And then the people that I share the service game with, you know, all so loving coaches, all so loving people who can see my value. And again, also they're sort of emotionally, they're sort of distanced from it too. So they're able to maybe see it with much more clarity than I can see it. Um, and also they've often been through similar experiences themselves. So they're talking about it with a compassion that, um, sometimes I find hard to find for myself. Mm. You, you've summed up the school beautifully, David, in what you've just shared around, because it, it's funny, isn't it? When, when we started the school at the beginning of this year, I don't think either of us really thought that it would create this much of a, of a family, this much of a connectivity between each of us. And there's just such a, as we kind of touched on earlier, your willingness to go there, but also a real desire to see things differently, mm. to look at it from and see it from a different perspective. And how, and how cool that is with the knowing that, oh, this is one way of looking at it, but there's another. Mm -hmm. And how powerful that is in the group that you, that you share with the guys, the service game, which we'd love to share with a little bit more about in a second. Mm. Um, and how powerful that is for people to be in that space. Yeah. It, it is a really special, special space. And what's great about it, I guess, 
from what I've heard of other people talking about their experience of it is that each group of coaches end up creating something that is unique for them. Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite a hard thing to talk about, like in any kind of in concrete terms, other than, you know, what does it take to, what does it take you to serve to the next level? Um, so what do I mean by that? So I, 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 I get my, my premise with most things is I can always go deeper. The opening never stops. Um, so, you know, how did, uh, what is it in the matrix? How, how far does the rabbit hole go? Or I can't remember. Is that the matrix? It might be the matrix. I should know. I watched it the other day. Oh, right. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so once you've taken the red pill, then it's like you find out how far the rabbit hole goes. That's what Morpheus says to him, isn't it? Before he takes the red pill. And, um, or is it the blue pill? Anyway, <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the point is, you know, is that you go deeper and deeper and deeper into that. And, and I think with service, that never, that never stops either. And, um, and I'm just really, really curious about how, what shows up the deeper I go with service, but with myself, with the people that I, you know, share coaching with, it, it feels like it's all the same stuff. Yeah. And you've touched on such an important point, David, you know, I think, I don't know about you, but going back to when I was kind of, I really want this to happen. I really want to make this happen for me. I was looking at how do I do this? Like the method or the technique and the, 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 the thing that's going to have me, if I follow this, it will have me create it. Mm. But almost all of what you've shared is about who you are, how you see things, your willingness to look at things differently. So what me and Lisa would say, how you, how you are being. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I also love that you gave us, gave us this year is, or gave me, uh, is, is this how I am being, but also that I can create how I'm being. Yes. It, that you know that's the point and again some of those exercises that I shared um, earlier on have really helped me become clear about who I want to create myself to be and continue being and 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 also that I'm not stuck in that either so I can change it whenever I want I can change it on a sixpence and I love that too so there's no need to, I've got to get it right. It's got to be perfect. The, 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 the list of things has to be absolutely spot on and it's a finished product. It's not a finished product. Nothing's a finished product. I'm not a finished product. And, um, and, I, and I'm at a point where that feels really exciting. And it hasn't always felt exciting. And I, uh, it's always, it, it, until quite recently, that's felt quite, oh, so it's so hard you know it's so it's it's never I want it to I want to get to a point where I feel like I can relax and um and chill out but actually that 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 isn't how it works and I can't tell you how I got to that understanding but I know I've got to that understanding and it's made such a big difference it seems that David there was something in there for you where you said earlier around just giving yourself permission to have fun with it 
and take away the attachment to an outcome, e.g. I should be here or I should be there, or this client should say yes. It's like when you remove the attachment to how you thought things should work, there was permission to be where you are at and create from there and mm -hmm. like totally own and accept like this is where I'm at and it's fun. And, yes. and that's, that's kind of what I'm hearing with you, what you're just sharing now is that there's who I'm creating myself to be. There's a real commitment to creating myself and I'm not attached to staying that way. So there's a freedom in there for it to be like, today it looks like this and I'm going to get the feedback and see what do I want to do next? How do I want to create myself next? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been wonderful. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to, before we end, David, is there anything else you'd like to say that's on your mind to just with the listeners in mind, other coaches that might serve them or that you mm -hmm. want to share? I think... I think the thing that I would want to share is this thing around um, love, loving myself, loving myself enough. So um, you, you guys talk about being in your loving and um, again, if there was one thing that I would wish for every coach or everybody, but particularly for coaches, because if they can do that for themselves, then they give permission for other people to do that too. They like role model it. This compassion for, you know, that we're all on a journey and we're all doing the inner work to be this kind of crystal clear, mirror-like version of ourselves that that, that means that we can show up and be pure presence in our coaching sessions rather than have that mirror be slightly off or slightly not as clear as it might be. Um, and it takes real self-love to be on that journey and stay on that journey and keep doing the work that that journey demands of us if we're going to keep moving forward um but the gift that you give to the world when you stay on that path and you keep doing that work is just invaluable so stay on the path don't give up keep coaching thank you thank you